Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Over the past quite a few months, we've been talking about the presence of the Lord and its importance in learning to live as a spirit being. But we're also wanting to develop our awareness during our other activities. So to start that, let's just take a couple moments, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's you're driving or or other activities, but also even just listening to this podcast. We want to be sensitive and aware that the Lord can draw our attention at any given time and in any way he chooses. We're developing good habits to bring our awareness in our soul to the forefront so that habitually we are available to the Lord. Now, as we do this, as we make ourselves available to him, he is not obligated in any way in how he is to respond or reveal himself or even repeat what he has done in someone else or in you. He can do something new in you every single day. He's not obligated. He is not obligated to a pattern or something that we can understand with our own soul. He's not obligated to anything other than being committed to his own nature. He is what he does. He loves. And what it looks like is he's giving. He gives himself. He shares himself. And he's making us able to receive what he wants to share. So let's just take a couple moments and As a spirit being, we direct our soul to receive what the Lord wants to give it today. And we do that. We direct our mind and our will and our emotions by the strength and the power, by the identity that we have, that we are a spirit being. We direct our soul to receive life. One of the challenges we're going to have as a spirit being, as we start to really understand who we truly are, who God made us to be, that there seems to be such a resistance to being anything like God. Well, only God is like God. But God is spirit, and God created us in him. We are part of him. He took us out of him. Not our soul, not our body, but spirit begets spirit. And we are joint heirs with Christ and co-inheritors with him. We are like him, qualities, characters, power, authority in our spirit. Spirit doesn't grow, it doesn't change, it doesn't mature. 
spirit is spirit. Spirit is eternal. There's only two kinds or categories of spiritual beings, God and those that have been born again. Our spirits are regenerated by his spirit. Those who have not been regenerated are dead in their spirit. They have the potential to be reborn, but they haven't experienced that. We're not going to get into that right now as as to how that, what happens with that. But understand that everything you need, you have. You are in the kingdom right now. Everything you need for life and godliness you have right now. Every question you have, you have the answer to. Your questions are in your soul, but your spirit has the answer because your spirit is in God. Now, the reason that this is important is so we get become free of the idea that we need to get the answer that we need to find it or look for it or get somebody else to tell us, read the right book, get a prayer for it. And I'm not just talking about, for for instance, for divine guidance, you know, which way do I go here, Lord, but also what is the meaning of my life? You know, where did I miss you, Lord? How do I handle this situation? So regardless of the situation, because God has put you in that situation to turn and face him. For your soul to turn to your spirit because your spirit is already in God. Your God's purpose in you is that you return to oneness, that you become one spirit, soul, and body so that his life flows freely through spirit, soul, and body and into this world and into the next and into what wherever. We have a ways to go in understanding his ways. Now your spirit already does. This is why some of our great challenges are to enter into his rest because that rest is talking about physically some, but mainly your soul. Because your soul is so used to trying to fulfill the duties of spirit. And when you were dead in your spirit and weren't able to receive from God, God let your spirit, your soul, fill those needs. Try to. Because your spirit fills the needs of your soul. Those are God-given needs. He's not angry for you to need, that you need love, that you need to be valued as an individual, that you need to be accepted unconditionally. God gave you those needs. But they were meant to be met through spirit, not through others, 
not through accomplishment, not through self. but through spirit. And if you've been born again and have been respirited, if your spirit has been returned to you, all your soulical needs have been met. Everything you need, you have. But your soul resists. My soul resists. My soul is used to doing things its own way, meeting needs its own way. Change is hard. Our soul doesn't want to. Our soul, and that's for different reasons, and very often depending on our temperament, our history, and our particular situation, we may have things really good right now. So we don't want to rock the boat and let God have his way in our life. Likewise, things may be really bad in our life, And we don't want to let God have his way in our life because he might make it worse. Either way, God is going to have his way through your spirit in your life, in your soul. But he leads us according to his goodness. He draws us by his goodness, by his love for us. He doesn't drive us before him. He draws us to him because he is love. And it's not just that he's, that it's like on steroids or that he feels mushy about us, but it is his very nature. And we've, we can always talk about characteristics of love. There's there's a righteousness there. There's a an, an integrity and all the different characteristics, comfort, encouragement, things that we our soul needs. And yet beyond that, we have barely experienced any of the true character of God. Our souls couldn't take it let alone our body. But what he has for us, we can't even imagine. We can't even perceive. But we can start where we're at and go, okay, Lord, whatever it is you have for me, I want it. I want it all. Don't let me settle for anything less than everything you have for me. We're here on this earth for a short time, and we don't know what God wants to accomplish during that time. We don't know what comes next. We don't know what came before. But let's make the most of our time here and know God. Learn to know him. He is the one who is instructing you. The responsibility that's on your shoulders is to show up for class, do the homework, respond to him, learn, be in the process of knowing him, to not settle for where you're at. If you have any desire to know him better, if you have any area of dissatisfaction, that's from him. 
That's from God. And if you have that dissatisfaction, if you have that desire, that is the actual promise and commitment that God has made to you that that desire will be fulfilled. In other words, if you seek him, you will find him. He will reveal himself to you. It is a promise. It may not be the way you expect, and this is part of our purpose, is to give you a range of the ways that God expresses himself to us. Because very often we're living and moving and having our being with God on a far more regular basis, but we're not aware of it. We often don't take God's lessons seriously. We often, because, you know, that suits our soul. And we often don't even want to know what we're learning because, again, it suits our soul. Our soul doesn't want to change. Our soul is, is in a prison with an unlocked door. But our soul has chosen that prison. It could leave any time. And God comes and says, come away with me. Let me teach you. Let me show you. But our soul is comfortable in that prison. So God finds a way to entice, to make that cell, that prison cell, uncomfortable. That's very often what happens is we, you know, make a a fresh response to something that God is doing in our life. And we think, okay, now we're going to start having experiences. We start doing what we're talking about and spending time with him. And things go haywire. Things get worse. We lose control. We feel out of control. Things that we thought we could rely on are no longer there. And very often it's God rousing your soul from comfort, stirring up the nest. So don't be surprised if that happens. And this is uh, part of our challenge is to encourage one another in the Lord. Not Christianity, not religion, not the church, not ministry. In the Lord. The Lord loves you. The Lord knows what's best for you. The Lord is reliable and trustworthy. The Lord is worth following and being in. He is your lead and guide and counselor, your personal trainer. Everything you need is already supplied to you. But we can have patience with God and with ourselves and trust that every moment he has with us working in us and through us, changing us, we are, you know, I hate to say it, like making progress because he is changing us. It's not a progress of, again, of our spirit changing, but of our soul being set free and healed and learning how to live as a spirit being, how to be rejoined to our spirit. 
so we've been these quite a few months we've been talking about soulically speaking what our soul needs to regain your soul used to know how to recognize spirit real easy as well as how to recognize soul real easy because that's the way we all began not individually but originally your soul has its own senses just as your physical body has senses and your spirit has senses or percepts how it perceives reality well you're and there's crossover and we've talked about that before where you're we are often desirous of seeing the supernatural realm things in the supernatural angels and demons and you know revelations whatever those things are are pretty much mostly supernatural not spiritual they were created they exist and then they will no longer be created he created them they're not eternal you and i are eternal our spirit is eternal because it is made up of the same stuff god is and he is eternal But we have been placed here on this earth to go through a process, a purging, a cleansing, a learning, to appreciate, to be grateful for our relationship with God, for who God is. So those are all broad approaches, but how do we learn, what do we do on a day-to-day basis that we can put into practice so that we can make so we can make every day count every experience every moment well we've talked about how we we set aside time how we sacrifice our own activities we we give up our sleep to to get up and be with him if you need a refresher go back and listen to some of the other radio programs or go to the website there's information there but the goal is to develop our soulical senses so that our soul can be reunited with awareness to our spirit. So we would develop those patterns, and then we talked about the eight state steps to engaging the supernatural. And again, it's just develop your own plan of attack. Even set your goal. You want to be able to, at the end of the year, you want to know that you are perceiving and understanding God more clearly in a particular area. That's just one example. You may have a question by the end of the year. I'd like to be able to know that I've heard from the Lord regarding this question. Now that the answer may not be an answer. It may be not now. But it's because God is not obligated to tell you His plans. He's not obligated to tell you why you are where you where you are. It's not obligated to you in any way, shape, or form. But your spirit has all that information. God just may not want your soul to have it right now. But if there's an area that's been concerning you, take it to the Lord. Lord, is this something we can talk about now? 
and then take it seriously. If he says, yes, take it seriously. Start writing down the nature of your question in yes and no questions. Lord, is this truly, am I truly in the right place where you want me right now? And this may be the time when he says, yes, you're in the right place right now, but but tomorrow you're changing direction. Or it may just be a simple, I have something else I'd rather talk to you about. Or may it may be a simple yes. Now if you hear a no, you that's when you go, okay, Lord, is that you? Because right where you are right now is exactly where God wants you to ask that question. So so take some time. Remember, every and whatever the Lord brings to your thought patterns, your desires, your emotions, even the books and the the conferences, whatever he leads... Ask the Lord, is this something you want me to be paying attention to? We're each on a separate path. We each have our own training course, obstacle course that God has us on. So though we can encourage one another along the way, God is the only pattern that there is. There's general things we can learn But more than anything, the purpose of that is to encourage one another in the Lord, to know him, to be with him. So what we want to tie up this loose, the final thoughts on his personal presence. We talked about the eight steps to engaging the supernatural experiences. But now what about his personal presence? These are just some final thoughts, but they may hopefully answer some questions for you. Because all of this, a lot of what we've been discussing is about when you have control over your time. Like setting aside time at night, setting aside time during the day. But a lot of times we don't have limitless control over our time. We work, we take care of kids, we're driving, we need to be paying attention to how we're driving. So we take advantage of the time we do have control over a time, but we also recognize that these other times are also training opportunities. And in line with respecting and valuing these training opportunities, we need to learn how to protect his presence when we can't immediately give him our undivided attention. For instance, if you're work at work, engaged at work, you're you're talking to someone in a conversation, or you're involved in a complex task that must be completed, like driving a car or performing brain surgery or landing an airplane, and you sense the Lord's presence. You don't just, okay, somebody else fly the plane for a minute. I have to go and be quiet with the Lord. Or you're doing the brain surgery. You don't say, okay, person, you just, I'll be right back. Hold hold that thought. No, you you acknowledge the Lord's presence internally. You just say, okay, Lord. Okay, I sense your presence. Just all internally. And you put a tent of protection over it. 
Now, this is just my description of it. Lord may give you another illustration, and feel free to, I'd love to hear from you if, if the Lord does that. I'd, this is a, an important concept, and if the Lord gives more illustrations, great. Love to hear how, how the Lord expresses himself to others in this matter. Rather than just a tent of protection, we just want to make sure it's not disturbed by the wind of what else is going on in our lives, like, like finishing driving home or the brain surgery, but we don't want to let it get away. We want to honor that presence by, putting, by giving it its own place, by staking a tent over it to protect it. Draw back from what you're doing as much as possible. For instance, conversation or the landing of the plane. By doing so, you honor his presence rather than ignoring or pushing it away, as well as plan for giving it attention at a later, at a later time. In other words, say you're doing the brain surgery. Maybe you were thinking, while you were doing it, you were thinking about, okay, what you had to do next. After the brain surgery, if you were running late, what was going to happen to your lunch appointment? How are you going to deal with a situation with personnel in the room? Many, many other things, you know, draw for our attention throughout the day. If you sense his presence, put a tent over it and stop thinking about all those other things. Don't let those other things disturb the presence. Let that, the task you have at hand, the brain surgery, continue the brain surgery, but the only other thing on the back burner is the presence of the Lord. Again, this is honoring to him. This is the Lord drawing you away at the times of his choosing without you giving away your responsibilities that he has placed you in. Again, there's going to be times when he puts his finger on things that you can drop what you're doing and give him your time and attention. He might start putting his finger on, keep putting his finger on a certain thing, and you realize, you know, this he keeps he keeps drawing me away, me away while this activity is happening. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this activity. Lord, are you trying to get my attention about something? But part of the experience will be spirit and soul existing and functioning fully at the same time. Now, this is something that you're going to have to experience, but this is going to happen to you. If you are seeking the Lord, if you're making yourself available, you will learn to be in the spirit, in the soul, in the physical realm at the same time. That's what you were created to be spirit, soul, and body. You and I are so disattached from what that's like, it's, it's hard to comprehend what I'm describing in reality. 
but that our all realms, physical, natural, natural, supernatural, and spiritual, can all function at 100% capacity at all times. That's the way God created us. And this is how he starts, is he draws us at inopportune times to teach us how to manage the relationship between spirit and soul. And it takes practice. It takes experience. It's not here, how you, this is how you do it, and then you can do it. It's like it, learning to walk. You, you didn't just stand up and could walk. It was something you had to learn how to do. And we are learning to walk and live and move and have our being in him. It's a process. So rather than ignoring or pushing his presence away and saying, okay, I'll get back to you, the Lord, at another time, keep it there. Keep it on the back burner. Even pretend it's a balloon attached to the, your back of your collar, and as soon as you get done with what you're doing, you're going to attend to that balloon. But then it's important that this commitment be honored. At the earliest possible opportunity, follow those eight steps and engage in the Lord's purposes for that time. Again, whether it's because he wants to talk to you, he has something to say, or he just wants to be with you, or he wants to provide a change in you, he wants to bring healing, or just so you can enjoy a time with him, whatever it is. But this is an important thing that will happen and that we can value. It very often doesn't feel comfortable, but this is part of the process. Your soul likes comfort. It's going to have to give that up in order to be reconnected, reunited with spirit. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. Always glad to hear from you. Or you can do it through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.